The cities were not alone in that. Then there were the distances. You had to fly the equivalent of crossing the United States to travel from Santiago on the western side of the continent to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil on the Atlantic side, while the distance from Los Angeles to Santiago was greater than that to Paris. It was no wonder that while South America was part of the Americas, it was the forgotten and disregarded part. Nature had not blessed the southern region of the New World as she had the northern. The greatest portion of that continent was filled with the Amazon River Basin, a vast expanse, generally unfit for modern development or human habitation beyond the tribal level. Then there was the Andes Ridge, extending from the top of the continent to its southern tip. Arable land, more essential to prosperity than mines, was less than ten percent of that in North America. Malnutrition had always been prevalent here, no less so today. The entire region had as well suffered from the beginning at the heavy hands of Spain and Portugal. A feudal system, already dying in those countries, had been brutally imposed here, and though each of the modern nations which emerged now claimed to be a liberal democracy, Beneath their modern trapping and democratic forms lay the enduring vestiges and controlling tentacles of the old colonial system. The inhospitable terrain and enormous distance made contact and interaction among the regions difficult. So it was when there was colonies, so it is today. Historically there had been little direct interaction between and among these nations, and the chaotic breakup of the old Spanish viceroy system meant that every country fought to remain separate and to establish its own borders. Portions of some countries today had, not that long ago, belonged to a neighbor. The ill will, grievances, and memories ran generations deep. A strong wind had swept down from the mountains overnight, clearing the city air, and I inhaled a pleasant fragrance. It was still now, and Santiago, a city unfortunately known for its population, would soon smell the way so many other western population centers did. It lay in a river valley, and a chronic thermal inversion tamped the smog in place. At seventeen hundred feet above sea level, the city enjoyed a mostly temperate climate. Winters were not at all that cold. Summer days rarely rose above the mid-eighties. I considered striking out along the river walkway for a short distance, but before I could I heard my name called. Scott! Scott Devlin! I looked, and there to my great surprise walked Quentin Stern, advancing quickly towards me. Hey, amigo! he shouted as he hurried up. I was hoping to catch you here. Some view, huh? The years since I'd last seen Stern had not been good to him. We'd parted in Anchorage, Alaska, and by that time his career was well established. But his book on my most recent climb of Mount Everest, Everest Redux, had sold only moderately well, and he'd been dogged by a libel suit that Tarja Sadek filed against him. Readers seemed to have lost the taste for that special brand of nastiness that had made Abandon on Everest a bestseller. Deep lines creased his once youthful face, and he was losing the forward portion of the shock of red hair that was his trademark. Gone were the blue-tinted wire-framed glasses, and he squinted against the bright morning sun.
He extended his hand. I had no choice but to shake it. With sudden insight and a sinking heart, I said, I take it you're on the expedition. He gave me that cockeyed grin I knew so well. You got it. Think I can climb it? He looked at the Andes. Which one is it? You can't see it from here. It's on the back side of the range in Argentina. I looked him over. He was a bit thinner and harder than before. How serious are you about climbing Aconcagua? He shrugged. I'm game if it's not too tough. Is it? You've already been there, right? In fact, I'd climbed the mountain alongside Derek Zodok. That was the expedition on which I'd met him. Based on our experience there, he'd invited me to join him in his conquest of Everest, where he'd meet his tragic death. The next.